Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Hope you had a good week and get ready for a big weekend here. Unfortunately, the markets did not cooperate uh, today or really most of this week. We just ended a four-week streak of wins that we've had across the board at our major markets. And, um, you know, it kind of did it in style, to tell you the truth, because we reached extreme overbought on steroids, which is our VRA investing system designation for look out below or be very careful or bad things happen in extreme overbought. Uh, and that's what happened this week. We reached that, that level on Monday. It's just very rare where we don't have at least some kind of a pause or correction. You just don't know from exactly where it's going to come from. It's just a heads up, really, more than anything. But that's all that we think it is. We think it's a pause. Um, and I think we're seeing a lot of signs that point to that, folk, folks. The pull call ratio is already sky, sky high again, back over one. Every every turn, you're seeing the perma bears, right? The the people that are, um, you know, you, you have you have you have a down, one down week in five. And all of a sudden, here come the uh, the doom and gloomers saying, "Okay, the, uh, this this rally is over. The bear market is going to resume." You know, they they may be right. They may be right because no one knows that answer. That's why we follow price here, but we also follow sentiment. We follow the internals, and we follow analytics, and they all point to a very similar thing, which is buy the dip, buy the dip because the lows are in place. That's what we believe, folks. We've had three bear markets in four years. Right, this is becoming a fairly common song and dance here, is it not? And every one of these dips, you've had to buy these dips. You just have had to the bear market dips. I'm speaking of, uh, and then it's been over, and then the move higher has continued. And I think the 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 real plus here, from an economic point of view, is that yes, <clears throat> we did have back to back quarters of negative GDP growth. Yes, that is a definition of a recession. But folks, unemployment is at 3.6%. The housing market, while slowing, and we're seeing all the, again, the same doom and glimmers, housing in a recession. Well, you know, that's the headlines, folks. If you want to invest off the headlines, you'd be my guest. I'm telling you, if someone has done this 36 years, that is not the way to make money in the markets. Just because uh, CNBC and Bloomberg say recession in housing does not mean there's actually a recession in housing or a recession in this country. We've been sharing these details with you. I'm just going to point out a couple of things about housing. We also learned this week that year over year, home prices have increased by 10%. That puts us up over the last two and a half years, folks, about 25% gains in housing in the last two years. Yeah, that's kind of helped deal with the level of inflation we've had. We also have learned that uh, uh, the net equity now for homeowners is 57%. That's, we've never been to that level before. So, uh, again, that means debt levels are very low. Credit scores have never been higher than they are now. So you see where I'm going with this. I think, again, the, the perma bears, the gloom and doomers, you know, uh, man, they, they come out of the woodworks whenever we have a down day or a down week or a down headline uh, from, uh, from, the, uh, from, the, from the lamestream news, from the fake news media. Uh, but, but, but can you make money with them? That's the problem. You just can't make money with them. So that's why we love to, uh, to point out the reality, uh, which is markets go up and down. Trees don't grow to the sky overnight. But when bear market rallies are over, they're over. I mean, excuse me, when bear markets are over, they're over. And that's what we think is the case here. As always, we'll stay on top of it and, and tell you what's happening with the internals and market leadership, which is, of course, the, the things that we key off of, as well as our leading economic indicators, housing and transportation, which, again, 
are very, very healthy. They just are. Uh, but we also saw, again, along with the signs that we saw of extreme overbought in, our, in all of our short-term and medium-term momentum oscillators, and we have seen that this week, we also saw a risk-off environment begin to evolve. And you've all seen it, right? The meme stocks, red hot for the last uh, month, month and a half. Now they turned ice cold this week. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond today was down, I believe it closed down over 40%. Yeah, uh, right at 41% today. Uh, for Bed Bath & Beyond, another meme stock without any real value. But this group gets very hot, and it tends to, it tends to give you a risk-on or risk-off feel for the markets. <clears throat> Definitely risk-off this week. Same thing with Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin was, uh, even in the face of all the bad news that's been out there over the last couple of months, and there's been a ton of bad news, right? Increased regulation, uh, uh, CEO resignations, uh hacks of multiple wallets. I mean, the bad news just is nonstop. But somehow Bitcoin managed to rally. That was risk on. Well, not this week. It's back to risk off. Bitcoin down and now trading it uh, right now below, excuse me, 21,343 right now. So well off its recent highs. And two of the big proponents of the move high we've seen in stocks went the other way this week. And that was in the interest rates and the U.S. dollar. You know, rates uh, are now back up to 2.89%, excuse me, 2.98%. So right at 3%, uh, bounced off 3% today on the 10-year. But again, it's still a long ways from where they were. And again, these are, this is really a, 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 a counter trend movie, if you will, counter trend move higher that should reverse in a move back lower in rates. We're very confident about this. We shared a chart this morning and talked about it on our VRA Investing video cast today about utility stocks. You look at the utility ETF. XLU is a symbol. <clears throat> XLU is hitting all-time highs. It's been going parabolic. Now, why does that matter? Well, utilities are the largest borrowers of capital in the country. They have more debt as, as a group, as the collective, than anybody else in the country. So they're very interest rate sensitive. And when utilities are, are, are going parabolic, going straight up like this, hitting new all, all not, not 52-week highs, folks, hitting all-time highs, that tells you that, that the smart money, which is as a leading indicator and a discounting mechanism, is the stock market. The stock market is telling you that interest rates are going lower. There's almost literally no <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> other reason the utility stocks would be going up this much unless they were pretty confident that rates were going lower. This is how the market tends to operate. So we think the rates are going to head back lower again. Again, we got the big uh, 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 Jackson Hole, Wyoming meeting on Friday, a week from today with Jay Powell. There's some trepidation about that. Anytime he speaks, he's given a speech. Anytime Jay Powell speaks, there's always nervousness about what he's going to say. So we have a pretty good idea of what he's going to say because he's been saying it, as have all his lieutenants. They've been jawboning, jawboning, jawboning about getting inflation down, doing whatever it takes while at the same time, under their breath, and they are now saying these things, they've made the pivot by saying, you know what, we also have to be careful not to, to hike rates too much because they see what's happening in the markets, right? They see what's happening in housing. They see that, yeah, there's clearly a slowdown in economic growth. We're probably at about 1% or less GDP. That is not a rip-roaring economy. That is an Obama 2.0 economy. Welcome to that in the age of Biden. So the Fed's got to be very careful here. And so I think the market's nervous about what Jay Powell is going to say next Friday. But folks, I'll tell you what we're going to be doing here. 
We are going to be using this as a buying opportunity. We're, we're not sellers. <clears throat> when we reach over extreme number of bottom steroids, we use that as an opportunity to pause, to use discipline, and to be patient. And then we look for our next bots. We think we'll find those probably starting next Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest, is when we will be adding to some key positions. You want to find out what those are? Come and join us for two free weeks at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And finally, the U.S. dollar has also resumed its uptrend back to about 106. Again, it, it's coming off extreme oversold, so a bounce is not a surprise. But like inflation, like interest rates, we expect the U.S. dollar to also begin to continue to peel back and to move lower uh, in the in, in the uh, in the months to come into year end into 2023. So we will be using this as a buying opportunity. In our terminals today, again, not a pretty picture. Uh, straight up uh, four to one, five to one negative advanced decline, up down volume. That's where they came in. Not a good day here. Uh, new 52 week highs and lows. And by the way, they're pretty ugly the last couple of days too. New 52 week highs and lows. Today did come in negative, breaking up a pretty good streak here, at least getting back in the win column. Nothing to brag about either way. But today, for example, we had, what is it, 72 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 164 hit a new 52-week low. So nothing huge there. But again, the streak of uh, better numbers coming to a wrap this week as we break up our streak of four straight weeks with a move higher in the markets. And our sector watch, again, nothing nothing pretty here either. Of our 11 SV other sectors, Nine finished lower, two finished higher, led the downside by consumer discretionary down 2%, financials down 2%, and technology down 1.8%. The winner, health, up a quarter of a percent. Energy, flat, up one-tenth of 1%. XLE, by the way, is interesting. You know, everyone's talking about, I've seen so many people saying, okay, oil is going lower. Oil is going lower. Somebody should tell us the energy stocks. They had a very good week this week. We are buyers of energy stocks on this step. And no, we do not believe that oil is going lower. As a matter of fact, natural gas today hit a 14-year high. Now, they don't move in tandem, but they're pretty gauge of each other, pretty good gauge of each other. And we are very bullish this group, as we are most of the commodity uh, sector. It was a horrible week this week, by the way, for gold and the miners. This is not at all what seasonality told us to expect. I've missed this call entirely. Haven't changed my views on the group. But I will tell you, this reversal this week was ugly. Gold today, <clears throat> down $10 an ounce at $17.61 an ounce. Silver, uh, down $0.48 cents an ounce at $18.93 an ounce. Copper, up $0.04 cents a pound at $3.66. Copper's been rallying uh, pretty nicely here. And finally, you got gold for the day. Excuse me, copper, crude oil today, down $0.44 cents a barrel at $90.06 a barrel and last for the day, Bitcoin again, uh, down $1,978 of Bitcoin at 21343 All right, folks, again, hope you had a great day. Hope you have an even better weekend. And we we'll look forward to seeing you back here again Monday after the close.